Hi, and welcome to UFO Party. I'm Julia. And I'm Erin. And we're an X-Files podcast. I don't know why this is different than normal, but hello. (laughs) (laughs) We just spent quite a few minutes trying to raise the volumes on our microphones, and it was very annoying, so... Let's hope this works. Yeah. All right, so... I mean, do you want to do the whole how are you thing? How are you doing? I'm okay. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm okay. I'm in pain. Yeah. We're all in pain. Yeah. We're both having icky Meh. pain days. But, but it's okay. Yeah. And it's not like blazing hot out. Yeah. So. And I think it's supposed to storm, so it actually might get <laughs> even better. Yes. Um, and maybe not so humid and gross. Yeah. I'm and, fine with uh, that. I'm also having my first White Claw, thanks to Erin. First Aaron. ever White Claw. <laughs> it's, and it's not bad. No, it's not bad. It's tangerine. Yeah. I the feel best like flavor s- is definitely lemon. Oh. Lime is good, too, but okay. lemon is the best one. But they, I always just try to claim all three of those for myself when I yeah. get a variety pack. Yeah. I feel so I drank them yesterday. like extra, <laughs> like, Becky right now. Mm. Or like, Megan... You know, like sorority, white girl. I don't know. Do wow. they let Jews in sororities? Um, <laughs> I, th- I think they would be in a lot of trouble if they don't. <laughs> I'm sure there are probably like Jewish only sororities, actually. I, uh, I don't know. I've literally never heard of one, but I also haven't looked. I, yeah, I'm not sure. I avoided Greek life completely, so I was like... Fuck that shit. When I was in school, we didn't even have it. Johnson Wales was not allowed to do Greek life in Charlotte. I think that has now changed, and I think hmm. it is different. Charlotte than Providence. And I'm pretty sure... Oh, I got into school, by the way. Yay. Aaron knows oh, this. <laughs> yes. Did we say that last time? No. no. <laughs> um, I got accepted into a mortuary college, and I start in about two weeks, and I'm Yay. freaking out because that's anxiety in a nutshell especially with the pandemic but i don't think they have sororities (laughs) i don't think they have sororities at mortuary college (laughs) how funny would that be um i did look it up though there are a ton of historically jewish frats and sororities um i don't think that they can like say that you have to be jewish to be in them but you know yeah I'd rather not anyways. Okay, well. <laughs> Just in case, if they do have some at your at your new school. Yeah. The average graduating class was like 15 kids. Yeah. So I really don't think so. <laughs> and I think it's majority like returning people too or returning students. So I think sure. we're all in like our mid-20s. Yeah. Just trying to get by and like help no bodies. Extracurriculars. No. No football no. games. <laughs> I didn't have extracurriculars in, at JWU at all. Oh, really? We, were, like, weren't allowed to. What do you mean? Like, couldn't take any language classes. Like, it was basically, it felt like you had your major and then whatever concentration you wanted to go to, and then they just had your entire class schedule set up for you. And, like... Oh, yeah, that makes you sense. You just couldn't do any less. You couldn't do any more. Yeah. Hopefully that's changed. I, I really hope for, like, other people's sakes. Yeah. But 
That seems really unfair. Yeah. I, some of my favorite classes, like, during school were just, like, classes that were, like, free period, or, like, not free period, but, like, you could do anything, like, yeah. as long as it fell under, like, humanities right. or, like, whatever. So, like, people did, like, gym ones or, like, for, like, one credit. Like, Wild. I don't know. There was, like, a swimming one, I think. <laughs> that was, I don't know. I'm not really sure. Jaywoo has an equestrian major up here. I actually did know okay. that. Yeah. I think we talked about this like a long time Which ago. Which is really funny. Yeah. You know, whatever. Or horse girls yeah. go to college. Yep. <laughs> well, a business school, but you know them for food. Okay. Let's get into it. Yeah. This episode was, Beh. it was an episode, you know, about cops. Yeah. Our favorite <laughs> subject um, to talk about. Yeah. This So... This is the 22nd episode of the first season. It's called Born Again. I I don't remember watching it. Me neither. I've rewatched the first season more than any other seasons. Yeah. And so I'm like... And then even, like, watching it today. And, like, I still already feel like I'm forgetting some stuff about it. Because it's just like a... It's not a bad episode, but it's not very memorable. It's kind of... It doesn't feel very X-Files either. No. It just... It just... <laughs> I'm so sorry. I really tried to back up. Oh, my God. Um, it just kind of seems like an afterthought. Like, yeah. As yeah. if they were just like, well, we just need, like, one more to make a full season. So... Yeah. Like, let's just put this in. And it's like, okay... We've already kind of done, like, the, like, afterlife, like, past regression kind of thing. Yeah. In the first season. Like, there were multiple episodes that kind of did that. Like, the, the old man, um, that was, like, the ghost that was haunting yeah. that girl. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and just, like, a couple other episodes that I'm like, okay, like, did we really need Another to one? do this again? It, it feels kind of silly but yeah then again it's it's not bad it I feel like if you're just watching it it's kind of forgettable but it's entertaining enough yeah I've um, um come to realize that I think my most watched season is season six. Oh, really yeah because it well I have two kinds of favorite episodes my favorite overall episode is Arcadia from season six where they live in the suburb and they're pretend they pretend that yep. they're married. I I mean for obvious reasons. Yeah. I love that. I um, can totally see that. <laughs> and then season four, episode one, home, I like because it's really scary <sighs> to me. I don't know if I I have a lot of respect for a home, but like oh that gave me fucking nightmares. I'm yeah. sure when we watch it again it's gonna give me nightmares. I like avoid watching it because I I'm can't watch it in the dark. So like, scared. Still, yeah. Oh. I mean um, but it's for anyone that doesn't know, it's very Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and that's like yeah. my favorite horror. What do, what do they call it? Franchise, I guess. Mm. I don't know. Like Halloween's cool, but like Texas Chainsaw Massacre has always been my favorite. Yeah, and like I fucking love Leatherface. I mean, not like in a weird way. Yeah, but also like Ed Gein has always been the serial killer that I've been like most interested in. Yeah, I mean it's fascinating. I I think that Home does a really good job, but like. Yeah. It, Wow, it wow, gave we're me getting off so <laughs> many nightmares, yeah. but this will not give you nightmares unless you're a total baby, yeah. so don't worry. But um, also, 
if you're a total baby, maybe don't be watching X-Files because in last episode, <laughs> would have killed you. I, I told Aaron this. I had to watch it again while um, eating dinner because my, my mother watches the episodes. Hi, Mom. Hey. Um, and she wanted to watch it, I think, the day that we released the episode while we were eating dinner. And then that was my dad's first ever X-File episode. And I still made every single disgusted noise noise that (laughs) I made when, like, we watched it. And it was even worse because I was expecting it. And you were eating. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I wanted to vomit. Gross. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Let's get into this. I would avoid eating while watching (laughs) X-Files in general unless you just have seen it enough times and are not phased by it anymore. But, yeah. So, Born Again. We start off in Buffalo, New York, um, at the 14th precinct. Yes. Um, the way that this opened, I feel like, was so difficult to take notes on. This whole episode was very difficult to take notes on because I just didn't know what the fuck was, like, going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it was. it's very, like, back and forth. So yeah. I feel like a lot of things are happening simultaneously. Yeah. Um, but basically, like, our opening scene, we meet Sharon Lazard, um, who is a police officer, maybe a detective. Yeah, I just wrote detective. Um, I don't know. And she's leaving the police station. And she kind of, like, does a little back and forth with one of the cops, but I don't feel like that was even important. No. Um, but she's leaving the, the police station, you know, after her shift, and... She turns the corner and sees a little girl who's, like, kind of sitting down right next to the dumpster um, all by herself. So, like, obviously, you know, she's not just going to leave the little girl here. Um, she probably looks like what? like well, I I'm, think she is, like, eight. Right? Like, eight, yeah. yeah. Her name um, is Michelle, by the way. Yeah, Michelle Bishop. So, yeah. um, Sharon Lazard brings her into the office and is, like... Just basically, like, questioning her, trying to figure out, you know, who her parents are, where she came from, if she's lost. And the girl is, like, kind of non-responsive at all. Um, won't even, like, tell her her name um, or have, like, any any conversation. Is kind of just, like, blank staring at the wall. Yeah. Um, and it's not until another detective comes in. Um, Rudy Barbala, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Barbala. Um, so he comes in and is like talking to her and is able to get her name and stuff. Yeah. And uh, Lazard leaves the room and then all of a sudden hears like a huge crash in the other room and Lazard has gone through the window and fallen. No, Barbala. Oh, what did I say? Lazard. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. That's nope. Um, Barbala who was just in this room with an eight-year-old and no one else, um, was basically thrown out the window and lands on top of a car um, and is dead. Yeah, because, you know, um, apparently eight-year-olds have super strength to throw a grown-ass man out a window. Yeah. Which, of course, I mean, when we come to Mulder, or when we bring Mulder and Scully to the scene, obviously the first, like, thought is suicide, but, yeah. He was, he didn't open the window. He was. Yeah. And just like a weird, I mean, if you're going to do that and you hypothetically have every chance to do that, why would you wait until there's an eight year old in the room? 
Um, because you want to traumatize children. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> Doesn't seem to match up with, like, anyone's yeah. MO, but um, he, yeah, so Lazard is the one that calls Mulder and Scully in, and she says that her brother is a cop in... Baltimore. In Baltimore. So I thought this she, was cool. <laughs> we finally have some connections here between yeah. episodes. She was like... My brother talked about how good you did on the Tombs case, and I, you know, I know that you guys are good with like weird situations. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of cool. I thought cool. that was cool. Yeah. Like it's finally like. I mean, yeah. A there's very so many times callback. Yeah. There's so many times where they just don't connect the episodes, even a little bit. Yeah. And it's like, why are we here? Well, especially the monster of the week ones. Like, yeah. There's no reason to. Right. But, but it is like at least it makes sense as to why they're being called into this case because yeah. like normally why would they want to be ones that are investigating this like yeah someone either jumped or was pushed out of a window but like what does that have to do with the fbi yeah but um yeah but they, also lazard thinks like something's weird with this child yeah like, she basically <laughs> was like i can't put my finger on it but something is off um yeah. also creepy kid yeah. I don't think she's very cute for once. No. I think she's very... Yeah, you know uh, how wrestling. I feel about, like, children in general, and then killer kids, just... Nope. Ten times worse. <laughs> really bad. Yeah. Um, but Mulder ends up sitting down with Michelle and uses the state-of-the-art <laughs> computer analyst system, which, to, like, make a composite sketch um, yeah, it was of this person. Very high-tech. It was so funny. It was like, if I mean, you it was just like, kind of cute, like the way that they were going about it. Yeah, because they were they like, like kind of laughing with the girl and and talking to her about like, did he have like this mustache and like pulling out like a curly mustache and stuff yeah, like, like an that? Obviously, and, like not normal one. Yeah, but then we get our first instance of like telekinesis powers. Yeah, where like they pull up one mustache that's like or. Uh, Psychokinesis? We always, I feel I don't like we know, get this because confused all the time. From Carrie, telekinesis is when you can like move things okay. with your mind. Sure. But like, does that count as telekinesis? She like glitched the computer with her mind, basically. Yeah. But like, I don't know what that counts as. I'm not sure either. I think that Mulder suggests that it's psychokinesis. So yeah. I'll just go with that. But yeah. who knows? Some kinetic witch child, basically. <laughs> um, but. The mustache that she switches to draws a composite sketch that, like, we'll get to a little later. But basically, the their idea to try to, like, rationalize this is that someone else came into the room with them. But, like, obviously no one did. And no one saw anybody or saw anything. But right. also, wouldn't they still have cameras at that point? Because, mm. like, we have footage, like, security footage on other episodes That's a good point. And I guess like, if it was a, like, interview room... Like, they would have it recorded, right? Maybe they didn't, just for the, like, formality of it, because they weren't... They weren't yeah. detaining her. They were just trying to find yeah. her mom. So maybe they were, like... Yeah, still. Because I feel like... Like, yeah, they probably would voice record things still. Yeah. I don't know if they had... They probably didn't have, like, security cameras there yeah i'm not really sure Seems um, <laughs> yeah so 
they make that sketch, and then while, like, simultaneously, Scully is going to talk to Michelle's mom, um, and, you know... (laughs) Her mom is scared of her child. Yeah. She's like, I know this is terrible to say, but, like, just... (laughs) She scares me a bit, and I don't know. Yeah. She talks about, like, how Michelle locked a nanny in the basement. Um, and Michelle's how it's, like, been through four nannies. Yeah, because they're all In terrified. four months. Yeah, <laughs> which is so funny because, like, Scully tries to be like, what do you think the problem is? And like, she's the mom's just like, like Michelle. uh, Michelle's the problem, <laughs> dude. She's fucking scary. Yeah, so apparently the um, Michelle's mother's checklist for a disturbed child is that she has no friends. Thank you. Check. No smiling. Thank you. Check. Also sees things and then hears things in her head. So, I mean, I don't hear or see things, but... Two out of three ain't cool. bad. Guess I'm a disturbed child. I mean, <laughs> I think that her mom was being nice. Yeah. Because, like, also, disturbed child locked the nanny in the basement. Yeah. And like, doesn't respond when you're talking to her in any way. Yeah. Like, no eye movement, no facial expression, nothing. It's just, like, I used stare. to nanny um, two girls. Um, one was, like, I think, like, fifth grade, and then the older sister, I think, was in seventh grade. And they were still, like, pretty quiet. Yeah. But I think it's just because, like, they also have been through, like, so many nannies, babysitters, whatever, that I think they were just, like, trying not to get attached. Yeah. Because, like, no one stayed long. I mean, I think I only stayed for, like, a few months because I ended up getting basically uh, Lyme disease from their house. So oh, cool. Because uh, too eco-friendly to the point where there were maggots on their dining room table. Uh, Thank you. Disgusting. <laughs> yikes. Um, so, I mean... It's not, like, the weirdest thing, but the locking your supervisor, I guess, at the time in a closet, probably not the best idea. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like there were other things that, like, made her, quote, unquote, troubled. I mean, the mom talks about how, like, um, Michelle and her, like, and her father... Her dad was, like, trying to teach her how to swim, and, like, Michelle, like, would not go near the water, was just, yeah, like, horrified. She just screamed, right? Um, yeah. And it's, like, if there's not any, like, past trauma going on, like, what's what's happening here? Yeah. Um, so it is kind of weird, but... Also, Mulder never shuts doors behind him, I have noticed. Really? Especially with all the B&Es that he did in Tombs. Not once did he close a door behind him, and then when he was leaving i don't know if he was leaving the precinct or if he also came to michelle's house yeah um he just left the door open and then just like walked out what the heck yeah like it closes behind him but like he's not the one that's so funny he's a rude boy so rude i would be so mad yeah but what Um, um i think michelle's the mom says michelle's only friend is like her um psychiatric doctor yeah, so Mulder had talked to um, to Michelle, and I guess she had been like, uh, I forget, and then Sheila, maybe? Um, I don't know. We'll just call her the doctor. Yeah, but so, she, like, basically Mulder's like, well, she did mention having a friend, um, and the mom was like, no, that's her psychiatrist, so. Um, I think he was leaving her house because... 
I think they were all standing by the pool. Yeah. And then they were talking about Michelle, and Michelle threw an origami object to Mulder. So that is our first instance of Michelle just being a weirdo. Yeah. And, like, Mulder's like, how did she learn how to do this? And the mom's like, I don't know. So, weird. Um, But she's really good at origami. Yeah. Um, And then from there we go... Uh, Mulder meets with her psychiatrist and this child. <laughs> yeah. I, there's nothing creepier than fucking dolls. And then, yeah. So Michelle <sighs> dismembers baby dolls. Yeah. She rips the arms off and there's like multiple dolls as she's done this to all the same, like dismemberment to all of the dolls mm-hmm. at like separate occasions. And she like, Pulls an arm out and then also, like, pops one of the eyeballs out. Yeah. Which is not fun. And, like, I don't know about you, but I was not one of those people that, like, cut the heads off of my Barbies. (laughs) So, like, I really don't appreciate this. I don't appreciate this. Yeah, it's disturbing. Um, I never really hurt my... I, I, like, cut their hair off, I feel like, (laughs) a lot. But, like, it was always as an attempt to be like, I'm going to style it. And then quickly be like... I just realized I don't know how to style hair. Yeah. Oops. And then just like would cut it all off. Also, but other than that, hair. yeah, it's like not a big deal. But I, yeah, I didn't really like torture them. I know some people did. Um, if you're watching or listening and you <laughs> used to cut the heads off do- dolls, I want to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> want to see how you're doing now. <laughs> I'm sure it's probably not well. <laughs> um, but yeah, the psychiatrist is basically just like yeah so she does this um I like don't know what is up with her I checked and like and like at first I suspected child abuse but like it doesn't match up and like I don't know what the hell is going on with her so did she say she has like extreme rage yeah which is like really scary I know for an eight-year-old to have rage I know (laughs) like (laughs) so which ends up, she tells Mulder that, like, basically she, the only way that she's found to treat Michelle is to have her on, like, a... Was um, it tryptophan? Was it? Let me see. I think it... She's being pumped full of medication, basically. Yeah. Um, so there's that, and then, of course, Mulder is like, well, like, have you tried hypnosis? And the psychiatrist is like, well, yeah, we're not doing that, um... I can't find it. I know it started with a T, but I don't remember. Yeah. Either way, it's like a sedative, and this eight-year-old is being kind of drugged to control her rage. Um, But... Like, they said it's kind of like schizophrenia, but, like, not exactly. Yeah, so the psychiatrist says that, like, she can basically, like, take on other identities and other personalities at times. Um... And then Mulder's like, oh, like schizophrenia. And she's like, kind of looks at him like, I wish this was schizophrenia because I don't fucking know how to treat yeah, this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's like a little bit different. But one of the symptoms is that like she does kind of get like different personalities going on yeah. or like experiences going on. So it's not exactly like explain because I don't think she can 
No, I don't so. think the psychiatrist has any answers either. <laughs> so it's just kind of like whatever. Yeah. Um, but from there, we go back to the precinct and um, Lazard comes up to them and is like, so like basically has like a side by side picture of the sketch that Michelle had made with uh, with Mulder and this picture of a man and she's like this looks like exactly the same yeah and they're like perfect we got our guy like he must have been in the room and she's just like uh nope this is a officer who used to work here and he's been dead for nine years yeah um and side note we haven't talked about this in a while but scully looks snatch wow grammar's hard scully looked snatched like, she looks so cute in that little, like, tan outfit. Yeah. Which is a very... I don't know how you can pull that off, but her hair was, like, extra red. She looked fabulous. She does look really good, <laughs> which is unfortunate, because I think she gets, like, no good scenes at no, all in this episode. No, she really doesn't. Um, but she looks good, at least. Oh, hello. Um, but, yes, yeah, so we find out that this officer's been dead for, like, nine years, um, and the way he was basically killed. Um, they said he was like, I don't know how, like, I don't know how to, what, what is the word I'm looking for? They called for? it like a, a gangland hit or something. Yeah. Like that. He like was a, basically like sought out and like, yeah. Killed for revenge. I don't, or to like send a message. I don't right. remember the word, but um, Hey, check this. How did he die? Aaron? He, well, we don't know yet, actually, right? Oh, how was he found, I guess? He was found with one of his eyes missing, his right eye, and one of his arms was cut off, probably with a chainsaw, right below his shoulder. And guess what? Just like the dog. Guess what? Yeah. Fucked Creepy up. as fuck. Um, yeah. That's so, a bad coincidence. Oh, yeah. Like... Very strange. Um, and then we go to uh, Tony's house, Tony Fiore. And Tony was Charlie's old partner. Yes. Yep. Um, and he kind of downplays it. He's like, yeah, like when, um, when Charlie was first on the force, I was his partner for nine months. But like, what's... What do you mean? Um, and One, he sucks. Two, he's a fucking liar. I yes. don't like him. <laughs> and not even a good one. Um, so he basically tells them, like, yeah, like, it was, um, you know, we were, at the time, we, like, had just done, like, a huge drug bust for a, a gang. Um, so that's obviously why he was killed and, and blah, blah, blah. Um, Which, hey, they're in Buffalo, and they said that. The gang was from Chinatown, and I'm almost positive there's no Chinatown in Buffalo, New York. Probably not, but... So, that's cool. Hmm. <laughs> that's a little... I mean, if there is, please write in, correct us, but yeah, even I'm in, not... like, the show notes, they were like, mm, Not sure. There's cultural, like, neighborhoods, but not Chinatown. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, and this guy kind of just, like, tries to downplay everything one he's being sketchy because he's like i don't want to wake up my wife pretty sure it's the middle of the day 
It is. Um, but, you know, whatever. And then he just, like, keeps looking to see if his, like, part or his wife is, like, going to come through the door. And, like, he... Um, he keeps moving down the porch, like, you know, no one's going to hear them if they go to the corner of the porch. I know. Like, dude. <laughs> um, and then they ask him about Barbala, the guy that has, like, fallen out of the window. And he's like, oh, like, I, you know, I know him through reputation because, like, we were both cops, but I never worked with him. I don't, I don't know him, um, which was strange. And then his wife comes out and is like, what's going on? And he basically is just like, nothing. Like, these people were just leaving, right, guys? And they were like, okay, what? Yeah. Like, he's like, all right, well, like, it's the weekend. We can talk tomorrow. Like, yeah. first thing Monday morning we can talk. But, like, kind of just blows them off and is like, I'm not talking to you about this anymore. And Scully notices that his wife is not sleeping because she had flour on her hands like she was baking. Yeah. So a really dumb, small thing to lie about, but... Really set you up for failure here. So, right. Thanks, Tony. Also, just what, like, that's such a New York cop name, Tony. <laughs> like, <laughs> Tony Fiore. Oh, boy. But um, he, he goes to, Tony's like freaking out now, right? Yeah. And he goes to his, his bud Leon Felder. Yeah. Um, and it's basically like, yo, FBI is on to us. Like, we fucked up we gotta do something and leon's basically like if you do anything i will kill you basically yeah which is you know why he, i mean yeah they're talking don't about do the right thing right because <laughs> they just get threatened <laughs> they yeah they're talking about um like a a large amount of money that they like basically were like they're like, there's only two of us now. Like, that's a million dollars each. Like, just, but we agreed that we would wait 10 years to basically, like, reduce suspicions. Yeah. And he's like, if you, you know, if you don't wait that 10 years, then, like, something bad's going to happen. Like, we, we can't do it. It's too risky. Um, but we're also not exactly told what this is about. Right. We don't know where the money came from what's going on, how all of this is, like, kind of connected. Um, we, Felder is a... I am, um... Porter has so entered the chat. So scared of Porter at this time. Hi, baby. Come with me. I think I have PTSD from Porter. It's fine. Um... No, come here. He's like, I would like to hang out with her and sniff her feet. And if you don't let me, I will attack her. No, we're going to stay right here. <laughs> don't you want to say hello? I He's don't like, think he oh. does. Hey, Rick. <laughs> um, anyways, we're going to take a short break, maybe. Porter is just yeah. sniffing my feet. We'll, we'll take a break right here because I don't want Aaron to get it attacked again. So, for safety reasons. <laughs> okay, hello. We're back. We're back. Porter is eating, so he won't get Aaron. <laughs> no one's died yet. Hopefully no one will. That would be very <laughs> tragic. Um, but, yeah, so they basically are in the office talking and 
Felder, see, there's no like clear connection between all of these people. Um, no, Felder not is right now, at least selling disability insurance. Yeah, but he's like ripping people off with it. Yeah, like I don't remember the exact term that they use, but he's taking advantage of disabled people, basically. Yeah, but it's like he's cool, like I don't thanks. like want to <laughs> do this, but like you know I just gotta stay, keep it keep low for a little bit um so that we can like you know fuck off to the bahamas or bermuda or whatever they said yeah um pretty sure it was costa rica it was whatever (laughs) so you know after having the talk with his buddy felder (laughs) um goes is going home and as he is he getting on the bus or getting off getting off right i think we see him get on a bus and then we cut to him getting off of the bus yeah um, and as <laughs> this fucking dude, <laughs> yeah. So as he is getting off the bus though, um, his scarf gets caught in, in the, the door, in the door of the bus in like the back door though. So like not right next to the driver and like wraps around the handrail on the inside. Yeah. But also like, so he's getting clothes and the bus starts leaving, but like, Take your fucking scarf off. I mean, so what I was thinking, though, is, you know how sometimes you, like, fold your scarf in half and then, like, put it through the loop? So in that case, it would just be, like, a noose almost. So it like, that's basically what ended up happening. Yeah, so, like, I don't think he could take it off because once that side was already caught, I think it was, like, a noose. I don't know. I feel like... Even with, like, because he still had one end out. I think he could have at least loosened it. Yeah, I mean, he really doesn't try. To be fair, he is trying to, like, stay, like, caught up with the bus so that he doesn't just, like, fall and die. Yeah. Also, Um, (laughs) Michelle's on the fucking bus. Yeah. Like a creepazoid. Yeah. And the, the bus driver actually does see him. And so he's, like, trying to slow the bus down. And mysteriously, <laughs> it just starts accelerating. Yep. Um, and then by the time it, like, stops accelerating, he's basically, he's hung. Hanged? Hanged, hunged? Um, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that. Man, I'm, Michelle sucks. Like, I'm sorry. I know she's, like, eight, but she sucks, and she's creepy as fuck. Right. Also, though, so... This is one of those things, like, where, like, that's a really gruesome way to die, right? And it's, like, I feel like I didn't even care because, like, they didn't even try to make us like any of these characters or, like, even, like, give a shit about them. Like, I was just, like, okay, well, he's dead now. And it's, like, wait a second. I just saw someone get strangled by, like, their (laughs) scarf getting caught in a bus and I didn't even flinch. Like, yeah. I just feel like it could have been done so much better. Also, like, compared to the way that we were invested in the eco boys that we love so much. like True. Yeah, we just don't care about these And even in people. a way, we're, like, invested in Tombs, even though he's disgusting. Yeah. Like, this just... Uh, yeah, this just... Fine. It kind of is, like, more evidence that this is kind of just a extra episode that they just needed because Fox wanted so many episodes per season. Right. So, whatever. Um, so obviously like Mulder and Scully are, you know, they go back and they talk to Michelle's mom again and they're like, so 
<laughs> like, your daughter has now witnessed two deaths in the last week. Uh, it's kind of weird. Well, in the past two days, right? Technically. Is it? Yeah. I think so. Like, um, that's a hell of a coincidence, my friend. Right. And they end up, like, investigating, though, and they're like, oh, fuck. They realize that there's so many names here. So, uh, Tony Fiore, the fucking guy that... um, He's the one that wants... He's the sketchy one that lied, basically. Yeah. Uh, Barbala, who fell out of the window. Yes. Felder, who now just got strangled. Yes. And Morris, who has been dead for nine years. Yes. They all actually worked really closely together, and um, Felder was partners with Barbala, which is kind of weird because he said that he doesn't know him. Right. He only knew him by reputation. But at one point, they were partners. Wait, you mean Tony? Oh, wait. Nope. Different. Okay. Tony and Charlie were partners. Okay. You're right. But somehow, like, again, we I don't think we really find out exactly how Felder gets played in. Except that Felder and Tony did something, as we're about to say, that, like, killed off Charlie. Yeah. And they're both involved, but... Right. Um, Also, so, like, obviously they can't arrest Michelle. Like, there's no evidence that, like, actually would prove that she did anything wrong. It's just really sketchy. Also, she's eight. I don't think you can detain an eight-year-old. Right. But, like... because they're putting her up in the Sheridan. Yeah. And that's when we were like, what? (laughs) It's just so weird because, like, Mulder's like, yeah, this precinct has, like, a room at the Sheridan. And I'm like... What? Is that a thing? I don't think so. I don't think that's a thing. If it is, that's very, very fortunate and lucky and privileged. <laughs> Sounds like a terrible misuse of funding, but whatever. Um, so bizarre. You just always yeah. you just always have a hotel room just in case. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure that no cops are gonna take advantage of that and like go cheat on their wife there. Right. Whatever, guys. Also in this scene, um, <laughs> more evidence that Mulder and Scully share glasses because they're never both wearing glasses at the same time. <laughs> like, Scully's wearing them while they're doing work and Mulder's just, like, chilling when he probably should also be wearing them, but they're the same fr- frames and they share them because they're married. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> you want to talk about another weird marriage in this episode? Oh, yeah, I do. But also, I'm just thinking, sorry. Um, (laughs) My fucking dad is so stubborn, and he has needed glasses for years. But now, every time we go out to eat, he just, like, asks his wife. He'll be like, hon, can I I borrow your glasses? And, like, has to wear them to fucking read the menu. So They're, like, like, reading glasses? They're, yeah. So he'll, like, just have them, and he'll be like... Don't they just sell reading glasses at, like, CVS? Yes! They do. Like, just go get, like, some $7 ones. He definitely needs, like, an actual prescription for, like, just in life. But, like, (laughs) I'm like, should you even be driving? I don't... He's like, I'm fine. My eyes are fine. I'm like, um... When's the last time you went to an eye doctor? I don't fucking know. Men are wild. Ah, yes. Um, but... 
they go back to Charlie's house, but he's not, not Charlie, sorry, um, Tony's house. But he's not there. So they're talking to his wife, who we learn her name is Anita. Mm -hmm. And we also learn that there is a bunch of origami at Anita and Tony's house, which is strange. Yep. And then from there, we learn that Anita's ex-husband was Charlie, who loved to do origami. Yeah. So, so Charlie t- <laughs> died, and then... The man that killed him and was his partner then married his wife? Bizarre. Like, I mean, what? Okay. I don't know. No judgment, but, like, I just don't think that's the basis of a healthy relationship. No. That's, like, <laughs> a relationship based off trauma, which I don't think... And, and lies, because yeah. obviously she doesn't know that he fucking killed... Her first husband. Yeah, like... I... Yeah. Don't so, <laughs> Anita is, like, really worried, though, because Tony hasn't come home from the last night. Um, and she's like, it's totally not like him. I'm scared. Like, this is... This feels a lot like waiting for Charlie nine years ago to get home, right. and he never did. Um, and we also... I think that's pretty much all the information... All the... Information that we get from Anita, right? Yeah, because from there, um, Michelle is going through regression therapy. She yes. has like a session, basically, with a regression therapist. Yeah. And well, actually, so right before that, though, Mulder and Scully find out that there was pages missing from the Morris from Charlie's file. Okay. Um, and the last person to check out the file was Tony Fiore. Okay. So that raises Yay. some some red flags. Um, and then, yes, we go to regression hypnosis. Um, which is very, a very short session. Um, but basically all we get out of it is that Michelle under hypnosis says that she is a 24-year-old. Yeah. And, I mean, she starts, like, screaming and saying that someone's going to kill her um, and... That, like, basically she's, like, kind of begging for her life. And it's really scary. Yeah. Um, So they stop it after that. Right. Yeah. They're like, this is too much. You're going to traumatize her even more. Um, And. But luckily this was recorded. (laughs) Yeah. So. Yay. When Mulder goes to review the video, um, there's, like, basically a, a chunk of time missing from the interview. And. Well, the video just glitches, but like, okay, yeah, we don't really get anything out of it right away, because like he's like pressing play and pause and like trying to do the thing where you play it, um, like shot by shot, but it's still just all fuzz. Like we don't right. know anything, um, but from there we cut back to Anita, Tony's wife, and there's a knock on her door, and she is left. A piece of origami that's a giraffe, which is cute. But um, now she's freaked out because yeah. the only person she knows that does origami is Charlie. And Charlie's dead. Right. Um, we also... This is what I mean. We're like, we are going back and forth yeah. between like Tony's house to the lab to fucking... Now an autopsy. <laughs> to an autopsy. And it just is... Like everywhere, yeah. Um, Scully 
tracks down Morris's autopsy findings, and it shows that basically he drowned in salt water. Yeah. Um, he didn't die from his injuries. Yeah. It was actually, like, the result of drowning. So, um... Keep in mind they're in Buffalo. Right. <laughs> they're not near the ocean. Yeah. So they end up from that determining that um, Charlie was actually drowned in the fish tank that Tony Fiore has at his house. Yeah. Because it's... Um, Basically Charlie's house. Yeah. True. That's so fucked up. So weird. And... Like, I didn't even think about that half of it. Like, you right. just... So it's basically like Anita and Charlie's house. You killed him, married his wife, and then moved into his house. Like and no didn't wonder even get he rid of the dead. fucking fish tank. He's probably sleeping in the same damn bed. Oh my god! Oh my god! Like, duh. This that's is like disgusting. <laughs> Poor a murder Anita. mystery documentary waiting to happen. Right. <laughs> Poor Anita. She deserves better than that, honestly. Um. But. Yeah, and right around that time, we also realized, now that we know that Charlie was drowned in this exotic fish tank, um, we find out that the glitch in the video is actually one of those, like, little, uh, like, scuba divers. Yes, divers, yeah. Um, like, a, an ornament for your fish tank, and it is probably the last thing that Charlie saw before dying. Yeah. But why does Michelle know about it? I don't hmm. know. Hmm. Um, but we're cutting back to Tony and Anita's house because Tony finally comes home. Yes. And he's basically like yelling at Anita that like they have to fucking go. Yep. She has to pack her shit. So they're like running upstairs and ew because Michelle is hiding in their curtains. Yeah. I hate in their that house. a lot. Yeah. So She's he's disgusting. basically like, Tony's like, he tells his wife that someone is trying to kill him and he's she was like why like who would do that yeah. and he's just like i don't i'm gonna have to explain all of this to you later because i killed your fucking first husband <laughs> it's gonna be a whole thing i need some time to think about how i'm gonna lie to you just fucking pack a bag anita let's go, go. Fucking costa rica bitch <laughs> right and he, yeah he like grabs all of the money that he has and it's just like we're out of here um and thankfully, oh, so is it thankfully? I don't know. Michelle um, basically locks Anita in the room, yeah. throws the key, because that's when, I don't know, people locked things with actual, like, ornamental keys. Yeah. Um, and then Tony is, is he downstairs? Yeah, he's he downstairs. Goes, he's like, basically to Anita, he's like, just stay in the room, be careful. And yeah. then he goes to check things out. And yeah. that's when... Um, <laughs> A power cord, like, wraps around his leg and pulls him down. Um, <laughs> and then Michelle is standing, like, over him, basically. She is um, so violent. So scary. Full of rage. She is absolutely full of rage. She's, like, um, literally breaking everything with her fucking mind and, like, throwing glass and, like, just sharp objects at him. And eventually... Gets, yeah. oh, what is it? The fire poker from yeah. the fireplace and like throws it at his head. Which, like, does this scene not remind you of that fucking the ghost one? Yeah, no, it does. Like, it, it's the same scene. Yeah. What the fuck? Um, whatever. But 
Sorry if you can hear my chair. It's squeaking a lot. Squeaks. I kind of have to pee. But <laughs> I know. We didn't do our... We just, like, did a half break because we were like, let's not... Let's let not get... Porter um, attack Aaron. Yeah. Um, but usually you... You tell us, I can pee really quickly, so you tell what's going on, and I'll be right back. Okay, I'm Yay. taking over, everyone. <laughs> um, so, what the fuck? Why did she leave me here alone? I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, around this time, though, thankfully, Mulder and Scully arrive at the house, um, and they find Michelle trying to kill Tony, um, and they basically like stop her or at least pause her um and they let Anita out of the bedroom and so Anita like pleads with Michelle and she's like please don't kill him like don't hurt him anymore um and Michelle ends up breaking the fish tank with her telekinesis psychokinesis unsure um but she doesn't end up killing Tony um Basically, Tony, like, confesses that he he did fuck up and he, you know, was partly responsible for um, Charlie's death. So, he is spared. And then we see the little, little scuba diver. And oh, wow, you got far. I know. Well, <laughs> I realize that it doesn't really, none of it really matters. No, it doesn't. Um... But basically, yeah, so Tony confesses that he, Felder, and Barbala had stolen a ton of money, probably we're assuming from, like, the drug bus that they had made, right? Yeah. Um, and they wanted to keep it safe for 10 years, and then they would all claim it. No one would question it. Um, In my notes, I wrote down, Tony has to explain to his wife and an eight-year-old why he married her wife. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, basically. Yeah. Um, also, what the fuck are they going to tell the insurance company that happened to their house? Right. A well, ghost attacked them? Uh, an eight-year-old <laughs> was mad because I murdered her. and But not so, her, like in a past life. Yeah. I mean, she's fine. But, you know, the her that used to be. Yeah, they're not getting that insurance money. Um, sorry, Anita. <laughs> but she... Oh, so the reason that they killed Charlie, though, was because he found out about their plan, and he threatened to basically report them. Um, and so they wanted to silence him. Well, they did. They said it like he wasn't supposed to die, basically, but, like... What did you expect was going to happen? Right? Yeah. And then, like, also... Like, wait, you're just going to cut off his arm? And, and that's it? And drown him in a fish tank? And gouge his, his eye? eye? Like, Ugh. Yeah, that, doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't silence someone. No. I mean, that does technically, like, for good. Wow. <gasps> whoop. Whoop, whoop. Copper going to get us. Gouge our eyes over. Jesus Christ. Um... <laughs> Yeah, and then he also says something about, like, the reason that he remarried Anita was, like, to take care of her. I'm like, ew, you don't, you don't get to do that. Also, she can fucking take care of herself. Right? Like, okay, you just made so much more trauma. First of all, you're the one that fucking killed her husband. And second of all, now she has to deal with the trauma of the fact that, like, 
the whole time that you guys have been married, you were lying to her. I'm, we're not here for it. Yeah, so what? They've been married for nine years? Yeah. I mean, Eight probably, years, basically, probably? Probably, like, yeah, a little bit after. Um, I'm sure she needed some time for her husband being brutally murdered to, like, settle in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jesus. And, yeah, so he, he pleads guilty um, to, like, murdering Grand Larceny. Um, and after this, Michelle just goes back to a fucking normal kid. Yeah. As if nothing happened. She has her first swim lesson because she's yes. not screaming anymore. Because I, I guess she's not an old man anymore. Right. <laughs> and I also think this is Fox's first journal entry. Or, like, report, I guess. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I mean, it is one of, if it's not the first, it's definitely not common, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and there it is. We close out with Mulder doing his report, and they find that it was um, classified as unexplained. Yep. And uh, that's, that's it. Yeah. Um. This episode was fine. <laughs> yeah, basically. If we, were ra- if we were rating each episode, I would give it a 4 out of 10. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, fun fact, though. The girl that plays... Um, Lazard. Lazard, at the time, was David Duchovny's girlfriend. Yeah. She is also in Friends. She's Janice in Friends. Um, that's all I got. So I have a fun little thing, I guess. Um, we're going to talk about the first major past life regression case. So for anyone that does not know, according to Wikipedia, past life regression is a method that uses hypnosis to recover what practitioners believe are memories of past lives or incarnations. So here we go. (laughs) This is the case of Bridie Murphy, which brought broad attention to the notions of past lives, reincarnation, and the use of hypnotic regression to reveal hidden memories. So in 1952, a woman named Virginia Teig, the wife of a Colorado businessman, was hypnotized by Maury Bernstein. During her sessions, she gave a detailed account of her past life, in quotes, as an Irish woman named Bridie Murphy claiming that she had been born in 1798 and died in 1864. Bernstein recorded the sessions and published the story in 1956 in a book. Um, She went under a pseudonym, basically. But the book was also turned into a movie. It's called The Search for Bridie Murphy. And many people took the tale as proof of reincarnation. Tyg, who claimed she'd never been to Ireland, had provided an abundance of commonplace details of life in 19th century Ireland, and parts of her story checked out, but others didn't. So a Chicago newspaper made a claim that Virginia Tyg had lived across the street from an Irish woman named Bridie Murphy Corkwell, and when she was a child, which, wow, English is hard, which caused many to dismiss um, Bernstein and Tyg as frauds. And that explanation has proven to be unsatisfactory for many people. So the Bridie Murphy case continues to be a classic head-scratcher for those who study the paranormal. Dun-dun. Wow. I think if, especially um, 
if you go into stories of past life regression therapy with like kids, super interesting. Absolutely yeah. wild. We should probably do like an extra Patreon episode on it because there are somewhere I'm like, like yeah. there's one that I think was like a pilot in World War II and like had all this information that like ended up being true. But like, why would, I think it was like four or five. Why would he have all this fucking plane knowledge? It's very interesting. I get, I feel like I like would like to look into it, but kids freak me out so much <laughs> that like, I feel like it would just really solidify it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't feel any sort of past life ties at all. So I don't really care. I just think it's interesting to hear about. Yeah. So cool. That'd be fun. Yeah. We have all these Patreon episodes. <laughs> we were going to do one this weekend, but it just we're both in pain. So it's kind of hard. It's really hard to do anything. It's hard to be productive when you want to die. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, so next week we have episode 23 called Roland and it is here's the synopsis my mouth doesn't want to speak words today um, the agents encounter a mentally handicapped janitor who is the only suspect in the murders of two propulsion research scientists wow um, scientists but the evidence of advanced theoretical work astounds Mulder and Scully as to the killer's real identity. I think I remember this one. I. This is the picture for it. Oh, wow. That didn't zoom in at all. I don't know if I remember this one or not. I think I, I think I do. I'll probably remember more. Oh, it's, by the way, it's a monster of the week. <laughs> if you didn't know. But this is our second to last one of season one. I know. What are we going to do when the season's over? We should do something fun. I know. I want to do... I would love to, like, tell listeners, like, alien stories or encounter stories of some kind. So, again, please, if you have any, (laughs) email us at ufopartypod at gmail.com. You can put whatever in the title. Um, Please include your pronouns. That would be great. And your name. Yeah. And just, like, give us a little story. And then we can talk about it. Because yeah, I think there should be, like, it. some buffer between seasons. I mean, yeah. Aliens, uh, sightings, fucking paranormal. Cryptids. Whatever. Past life regression. Oh, please. Please that no would be sleep so paralysis. Cool. That's too hard. No. <laughs> too close to home. <laughs> <laughs> Not right now. Maybe yeah. maybe one day. Give me a few years to um, <laughs> decompress. Oh, no. Have you ever had sleep paralysis? Yeah. It sucks. I used to have it a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, but I thankfully, knock on wood, don't really, it doesn't happen as much anymore. Yeah. Although I w- like not to get all into it, but like, like I said, with like my legs and stuff, sometimes yeah. I wake up and I feel like my body is tight like that where yeah. I like can't move. Right. And it takes me a second. I like almost go into like an anxiety thing. I'm like, fuck, it's happening again. Yeah. But then I'm like, oh no, it's just my whole body falling apart. Yeah. It's okay. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I can move. It just hurts. <laughs> Good. Well, eventually, one day we'll be doing this podcast, probably both from wheelchairs. <laughs> Great. Yay. <laughs> I'm going to get leg braces. That sounds fun. <laughs> I think my next step is getting a neck brace, which is yeah. kind of scary. And, like, finger braces, especially with, like, getting into school. If I have to write a lot, I'm going to be fucked. Yeah. My fingers get stuck. I mean, I was just telling you earlier, we had, like, a really big rainstorm 
and I try to turn my windshield wipers on and my finger was just like, nope, and just like subluxed two joints for no reason. And then because that was subluxed and my thumb was trying to like compensate, that started like subluxing. And if you don't know, sublux is basically like a partial dislocation. So it doesn't feel good. And you kind of like can't put it back because it's also not really out all the way. It's just like we don't want to be in the right place. It it hurts so badly. And the the last time I had um, sleep paralysis, actually, my shoulder absolutely like sublux so hard that it was like three quarters of the way dislocated so the only comfortable position was my back and I don't like sleeping on my back yeah and really bad like succubus level yeah I like oh god I do think that it happens more I used to sleep on my back all the time and now I I will sleep like face down like just kind of like with my like Cause I, yeah. I am like, well, if something's over there, I won't get to see it. But when you're yeah. on your back, it's like, fuck. Okay. Yeah, it's all around you. Uh, okay. I would we, love we to should... do a sleep paralysis episode actually like on Patreon. <laughs> wow. We came so far in that two minutes. <laughs> I, I think it's like interesting, but I'll probably like scare myself. Yeah. Ooh, all of October. We should do scary things. That would be great. I, would I can't that. wait for October. I know we'll definitely like. Be limited to things, but, like, I'm so excited. I just, I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind being limited to things. I just am excited to, like, be able to be outside without it hurting. Yeah. Um, But then it gets really cold, and then it hurts anyway. So hopefully uh, there's, like, September, October, and then everything else is bad. Yeah. I mean... For the past few years, at least since I've been up here, snow has waited at least until like January or like late December. So I'm fine with that. Yeah. But we also did get snow in fucking May this year. Right. Oh my God. Weird. I forgot about that. (sighs) Gross. It's fine, guys. The climate is totally okay. (laughs) No big deal. No cause for concern. Yeah. Uh Also register to vote, please. Yes. Coming, It. I feel... Like, it still should be, like, March or April right now, but it's actually August, so get registered if, you, uh, also, if you're not already. And also do the census if you haven't already, please. Yes. Um, it's super important. I Wow, don't... people haven't done that? What? People haven't done the census yet? I'm guessing. I mean, it still... It goes on until December, Whoa. so... Um, and normally... By this time, if you haven't filled it out, people would be, like, coming up to your door because they usually, like, do reminders of it. But, obviously, COVID, they're not having anyone go to their fucking doors, so there's no one to harass anyone. You know what? Industry has definitely died. Door-to-door salesman. Yeah. I don't and see any Jehovah's, Jehovah's Witnesses. Witnesses. <laughs> oh, that's kind of mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, they probably died because they didn't want treatment. Oh, my God. We can cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bye. Well, okay, hold on. Episode reminders. Um, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the world to us. Um, buy merch on our Teespring shop. There will be more things coming. I put coffee mugs up and little stickers. They're so cute. So I'm exciting. Excited. Still trying to finish my mask design. It's very cool. I'm very excited. Should, maybe that will come out in middle of August, September, because it's kind of spooky. Yeah. And then if you want to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, 
at UFO Party Pod. That would be great. And then if you want to join us on Patreon, where we will very soon be releasing Patreon-exclusive episodes, there are multiple tiers. We have a $1 tier if you just want to tip us because you love us. Um, There's a $3 tier that will get you the exclusive episodes, and there's a $7 tier that will get you the exclusive episodes. Our theme song has a ringtone and a discount to our merch store. Dun, dun, dun. And then buy us a coffee if you don't want to do Patreon, but you just don't want to donate. And if you buy merch, wow, this is a long (laughs) message. (laughs) If you buy merch, please send us a screenshot of the receipt so we can donate the proceeds to an, oh my God, an organization that needs it the most. Okay, now bye. Yeah. Bye. See you guys next week. Stay spooky. Stay safe. Bye. Bye.